Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Is it just me, or has the NFL season flowed by? We are already in week 10. It has been a weird season, a wild season, a wacky season. All the W words I can think of thrown in to describe the 2022-23 NFL season. No exception from the fantasy football side. There have been some crazy performances, some weird occurrences, And we will talk about what could occur in Week 10 with 14 players to start or sit or flex and a couple bonus prize picks, props, and some defenses and kickers to stream all right here on the Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Network, sponsored by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Zach Cohen of the 33rd team, at Zach Cohen, F-B-Z-A-C-H-C-O-H-E-N-F-B. Names in the logo, so hopefully that helps. Feel free to follow me on all social media. Let's kick things off with a tidbit that I included in my waiver article on Monday lately. As you may realize, waivers really starts to stink at this time of the year. So I threw in a player who I think you should drop. Before I get to that player who you should drop. If you are a longtime listener of this show, maybe you will notice that this week I'm doing things a little bit differently. Instead of spending time talking about six or seven players, I doubled it. However, that means I'm talking less about each individual player. I still want to make this digestible, quick, and actionable for all of you. It might be maybe 20 minutes. We'll push. Who knows? I got nowhere to be. Hopefully y'all don't either. Hey, if it means hitting the 1.25 or the 1.5 speed on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, go for it. I don't care. Here's what I do care about. Aaron Rodgers. He has been trash this season. Okay, that might be an overstatement, but from a fantasy standpoint, he's only averaging 14 fantasy points per game. They're 26th most among quarterbacks. He has yet to eclipse 17 fantasy points this season. That is ridiculous, especially when you see the other quarterbacks I'm about to talk about. He's also averaging 232.3 passing yards. That's the 22nd most in the league, and he just scored 13.7 points against Detroit. Not bad, But for a team that was allowing the third most fantasy points to the position this season, come on, you can do a lot better. Looking ahead, Green Bay faces Dallas in Week 10 and Philadelphia in Week 12. The Eagles have allowed the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. That's not a good matchup. This week, the Cowboys have allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Not only is Rodgers just someone to keep on your bench, but you can probably cut him. Green Bay has yet to have their bye. You can forget Rodgers' name value. He lost most of his fantasy upside and should no longer be on rosters. Speaking of the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, not a huge fan of him this week. Yeah, he just scored 25 points against Chicago, but their passing defense is not that good. Look at Green Bay this weekend. They've allowed the fifth fewest points to quarterbacks this season and the second fewest passing yards to quarterbacks. Now, Dak hasn't been bad, but there are other guys with more upside. I don't think Dak Prescott is a smash start. You may not have any better options, but if you do have someone you're on the fence about, 
as a backup, I'd probably start him over Dak. If that quarterback happens to be Jimmy Garoppolo, I would start Garoppolo. And if Garoppolo is available in your league, he is available in over just over 30% of leagues per Fantasy Pros consensus rostership. I like him a lot this week. He's averaging 15.4 fantasy points, but you take out week three and week four, and he's scored between 16.3 and 18 fantasy points in his other five games. What's the bonus here? He has a loaded arsenal of weapons. You don't need me to tell you about who he's got throwing the ball now. Of course, health is a concern. But the 49ers did just have their bye week. Maybe people are even more healthier. McCaffrey, Debo, George Kittle all dealt with injuries in the past. Should help Jimmy G. But here's another bonus for you. San Francisco has one of the easiest remaining schedules for fantasy quarterbacks. So you could pick up Garoppolo. You could add him. I don't think he's a must start. But he's been so steady. This weekend, he plays the Chargers. Not the best fantasy matchup on paper, but Jimmy G has been good enough. Don't want to say he's matchup proof, but his floor is pretty darn high. I'm starting him over Dak, and I'm definitely starting him over Aaron Rodgers. But of course, this wouldn't be a fantasy football episode at this point in the season without mentioning Justin Fields. He has been balling, but you knew that. He said 17 plus fantasy points in each of his last five games. But you knew that. That's including 24 or more in each of his last three games. But you knew that. What you probably don't know is that at this point, he is matchup proof. You do not need to question whether you should start him or not. Yeah, you got Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson or Joe Burrow, the latter of two who are off this week, or Patrick Mahomes. Probably start them over Fields, right? A healthy Josh Allen over Fields. But after those guys... You'd be hard-pressed to find better quarterbacks than Justin Fields in fantasy right now. He's adding roughly like 5 to 8 fantasy points a week just from the ground. He's pretty matchup-proof. Keep starting Justin Fields. Now we talked about the quarterbacks. Let's talk about some running backs. We'll talk about running backs, wide receivers, and what do you know? Tight ends, kickers, defenses. Sound good? Good. Now, I'm not going to tell you that Saquon Barkley is a must-start because of course he is. That would be a waste of time. He is playing the Texans, and they have been the most generous team to running backs, both in fantasy and in the real world. I'm more focused on his prop. Barkley's rushing line right now is 93.5 rushing yards. That's not bad. I'd take it. But I'm more confident in him hitting his over of 19.5 fantasy points. He's only done it once in the last five games, so you might be thinking, well, I mean, history suggests he might not hit it. But this matchup, I am telling you, is too juicy. Tail that pick with me. Over 19.5 fantasy points on prize picks. If you don't have prize picks, no worries. I can get you some free money right now. Use my code ZCohen to sign up and deposit. Literally a free $100. Like, straight up. That's it. They will match your deposit up to $100. It's a 100% deposit. You got 10 bucks to spare. They'll give you an extra 10 bucks. I think you know how math works. Code ZCohen on prize picks. Saquon Barkley over 19 and a half fantasy points. Let's lock it in. Keep rolling on on the Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Network, sponsored by Prize Picks. I am Zach Cohen. A little bit of a revamped format for the show this week. We'll get right into it with Miles Sanders. 
He's a risky running back, too, this week. He gets to face the Commanders. They have allowed the fifth-fewest fancy points to running backs this season. What's even more worrisome, Sanders hasn't seen a target in his last two games. Now, he could have a positive game script, which helps. Eagles score a lot of points. Commanders give up a lot of points. Eagles go up. Commanders have to play from behind. Eagles run the ball more. You get the picture. There may not be better options than Sanders also. This Washington secondary is Terrible. I'm expecting Philadelphia to unleash their passing attack on the Commanders, as so many teams have done against them this season. Also, Sanders, again, not bad. Don't expect much from him. He's been pretty touchdown dependent. I wouldn't be too eager to force him in your lineups. This next one might be a little bit obvious, but I still got questions about Najee Harris. Look, you should have benched him if you haven't already. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been too terrible. He just hasn't lived up to the lofty expectations. He's still clearly affected by his Liz Franck injury to his foot, and that normally impacts players for quite some time. Here's the catch. Beat reporters have been buzzing. They think Jalen Warren could actually take on an increased role. The backup running back? To Harris? What? Yeah, that makes Najee riskier than he already was. If this is true, and there's a lot of buzz coming out that it is, how can you continue starting Najee? He's already been underperforming on a bad offense behind a bad offensive line even though new orleans who the steelers faced this weekend in pittsburgh yeah new orleans is pretty average in defending the run for fantasy just like there's not much appeal with Najee moving forward this other player has some risky flex appeal but for better reasons than Najee, i'm talking about new miami dolphin running back jeff wilson he scored 16.2 fantasy points in a strong debut for miami that includes a 10-yard receiving touchdown. Now, Wilson and Raheem Mostert both had nine carries, though Wilson ran for nearly double the amount of rushing yards that Mostert did. Wilson also caught all three of his targets. Mostert couldn't catch his two. Wilson has a phenomenal upcoming schedule, by the way. Like, it is really freaking good. Three of the Dolphins' next four opponents are bottom five in fantasy points allowed to running backs. Cleveland, Houston, Los Angeles, the Chargers, of course. Dolphins play the Browns this weekend. Wilson, not someone I'm too eager to get into my lineups, but I think, I think there may not be too many better options than him at the position this week. I don't blame you for shoving him in your flex spot or, hey, even your RB2 spot. Here's a sneaky start for you, and this is kind of weird because this player is still a top 24 fantasy-wide receiver, at least in points per game. And he is still one of the most targeted receivers in football, yet he's been pretty darn disappointing. Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, I know. He's a household fantasy name. Everyone who plays fantasy football knows who he is. He's been disappointing. Of course, the Colts offense has stunk. That might be part of the blame. Pittman did also just score 5.2 points against a very competent New England defense. So why am I saying he actually should be started this week? He's playing the Raiders. They are not so competent. They have allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. That defense is bad. Pittman is kind of due for a touchdown, let alone just a good fantasy game. He's seen six-plus targets in every game this season and nine-plus targets in all but two games. I like his chances for, say, 11-plus fantasy points. I was looking at prize picks to see his prop. As of this recording, there isn't one yet. But if you are interested in taking that, just let me know on social media, at ZachCohenFB. I'll look at those props when they come out. and I'm probably going to take some overs on Pittman depending on what his lines are at. If you follow my stuff, again, on all my social media, at ZachCohenFB, or here on the show, you know I like to play it relatively safe. And I will admit when I like to play it safe, because you have to keep an open mind about the floors and ceilings of these players. 
Pittman has probably been playing closer to his floor lately. Gabe Davis plays fancy football like he's riding a roller coaster. Way up and way down. Even if Josh Allen plays, and as of right now, he's trending toward not playing per practice reports, Gabe Davis is still too risky. He is inconsistent. He is literally the definition of that word. You look him up in the dictionary, what do you know? It's a picture of Gabe Davis. I think I beat that analogy to the ground, but the point is, even though Minnesota has allowed the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers, you really can't trust Davis. Is an explosion in his realm of possibilities? For sure it is. Just don't expect him to go in there and automatically get 15 to 20 fantasy points. Not saying you shouldn't bench Davis. I'm just saying you should probably temper expectations, especially since he's only 10.8 points total over his last two games. When I was looking through the prize picks props earlier, I came across Donovan Peoples-Jones, and after doing some more research, he's not necessarily a guy you should start but I think there's room for him to get like 11 to 12 fantasy points I mean he has scored between 11 to 12 fantasy points in four of his last five games talk about consistency I guess you could say he's the anti-Gabe Davis that other game by the way that other the one in five he scored 9.6 points in consistent this week DPJ gets a Miami Dolphins defense that's actually pretty moderate against fantasy wide receivers despite Miami allowing the 10th most passing yards to opponents. If anything, I like Peoples-Jones better in daily fantasy or as a prize picks prop to take. His fantasy points line on prize picks right now is set at 11. He's barely hit that, but he's still hit that in four of his last five games. I really like it. As a Dolphins fan, maybe I'm biased because I actually have a little faith in our secondary, I think their secondary is not good. And hey, it's a Jacoby Brissett revenge game. Maybe that changes something. I don't know. I just got a good feeling that Peoples-Jones could give you a solid 11, 13, 15 fantasy points this week. If you want to take that prop on prize picks, again, use my code ZCOHEN. They will match your deposit up to 100%. You put in $33. Guess what? You're getting $33 back. Prize picks, sign up, deposit, code ZCOHEN. Boom. We'll wrap it up with some tight ends and some defenses and kickers. Greg Dulcich, the rookie. Man, what a year for rookie tight ends, right? Dulcich gets a phenomenal matchup this week. The Titans are allowing the sixth most points to tight ends in fantasy. And in the three games Dulcich has played, he's scored between 11 and 13 fantasy points, all while only having one total receiving touchdown. Small sample size, only three games. I know. But at this position, you kind of take what you can get. It's a terrible position. Dulcich is a tight end one lock for me this year. Like, I can't really think of a reason why you should bench him. Even though Tennessee's defense did kind of put on an impressive showing for the most part against Kansas City. Start Greg Dulcich this week, people. A tight end you should not start, though. A little disappointing because I touted him in recent weeks. Gerald Everett. He gets the 49ers. And they have allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. We all know the Niners have a good defense. There's no shock. But Everett was supposed to be a great play last week against a bad Falcons defense with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both sidelined. Everett only scored 8.6 points. Not bad. He actually was a top 15 tight end last week because of it. But still, we should have expected more. It just makes you think maybe there's something wrong with the Chargers passing offense. Maybe Everett isn't that good. This week, against the 49ers, he'll have a tougher time putting up fantasy points, especially if Keenan Allen plays. As of this recording, 
No clue whether he does, but even if Allen does play, obviously that will hurt Everett. I think you should keep him on benches, go with Dulcich, or go with this next rookie tight end. And that rookie tight end is Cade Otten. Talked about him on my waiver article, which drops every Sunday night over at the33rdteam.com. I update it through Monday and Tuesday morning. Otten, he's a rookie. Another one. I know, it's crazy, right? You get between Otten, Isaiah Likely, Daniel Bellinger, who's hurt, and then Dulcich. They've kind of been popping off this year. Otten scored a career-high 17.8 fantasy points in Week 9, which included his first career touchdown to actually win the game. He played the Rams. They had previously allowed the sixth-fewest fantasy points to tight ends, and Otten has three games of 10-plus fantasy points in his last five games. Cameron Bates been hurt. It doesn't look like he'll suit up again in Germany on Sunday. Obviously, things change. But with Bray out, Otten also saw five-plus targets in over 80% of the team snaps in four of his last five games. Even if Bray returns in Week 10, Otten just looks like the better pass catcher. He's trending upward. Bet on the trends. Tampa Bay faces Seattle in Week 10, and guess what? They have allowed the most fantasy points to tight ends this season. All right, we'll wrap it up with some kickers and defenses to stream for Week 10. I wrote the full article for the33rdteam.com. I'm pulling straight from it. Kaimi Fairbairn at the Giants. Matthew Wright versus the Saints. And Brett Maher at the Packers. I like Wright the best because the Saints... The Saints are pretty darn susceptible to kickers in fantasy. Only the Bengals have allowed more fantasy points to kickers than the Saints this year. Only one kicker failed to score 8-plus points against NOLA. Only two kickers have failed to score 10-plus points against them. Right, a little bit rusty, hasn't kicked in a few weeks, but he did score 12 and 7 fantasy points, filling in for Harrison Butker about a month ago. I like Wright, Marr, and Fairbairn. As for defenses to stream, there's three I kind of like. They're not really great matchups this week, as always. If you want that info before anyone else, I drop that article every Wednesday, Wednesday night, depending on what game's going on Thursday. Follow me everywhere on social media, at ZachCohenFB. And then you would have known that I like the Cardinals defense at the Rams this week, the Broncos at the Titans, and the Giants versus the Texans. The Cardinals at the Rams is an interesting one. Matthew Stafford is in concussion protocol as of right now, Thursday afternoon. Backups John Wolford. No team has allowed more fantasy points to opposing offenses than the Rams this season. I'd say Cardinals are my number one, even though their defense is not too hot. 11 to fantasy points among defenses, though. Something's got to be said for that. It has to be. And something has to be said for you putting up with me for the past 17 or 18 or so minutes to get you this fantasy advice for week 10. If you have any questions at all, reach out to me on all social media. At me, DM me, do what you got to do. Tell me you listened to the podcast, and I will answer your questions right then and there. Until next time, everyone have a great and safe week 10. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.